Blog Talk Radio. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, my brothers and sisters. This is the round table, and we are on Purpose Kingdom Network. To let you know, this is our 1,361st episode. Amen. Praying for more and more to come. Well, tonight, Jesus, me and my brothers want to talk to you on something. Talk on about when under an attack. We're going to speak on when things don't go the way that we pray, hope, or expect them to, and the way we deal with the anger, that's what opens the door for Lucifer's attacks. And we're going to speak on the kind of people Lucifer will use to attack you. You know, the people, things that people say or try to do. Then we're going to look on how we should stand if we are really living in Christ. And then finally, we're going to speak on ironing. Sharpened iron. Hallelujah. I Father God, we come and only Father God to worship you and to praise you and to bring you glory, Father God, and to say thank you for this day, Father God. Come now, Father God, asking you in the name of Jesus, Father God, to denounce us, Father God, and pour in your spirit, Father God, and let your flow through us, Father God. For Father God, or seeking help, Father God, and seeking encouragement, seeking wisdom, Father God, can fulfill, you can fulfill their desires, Father God, and send them deliverance, Father God. Father God, we claim the victory over Lucifer, Father God, for he is a defeated foe and is under your foot, Father God, as, as ours, Father God. We claim that victory in Jesus' name, Father God, and say and yes unto you, amen, amen, and amen. 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 So, tonight, Jesus and I want to talk about four scriptures. We're going to talk, and these four scriptures are the four scriptures I had to use this month. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to do it, go into a little topic here of a testimony. The beginning, like I said, every month I am now disabled. So every month on the third, I receive a check. And because I'm disabled, I also receive food stamps too, especially from God. Well, it seemed like a test came up on the third. I didn't receive anything from my disability check or my um, um, stamps. So I'm starting thinking, like, wow, what am I going to do? This is when Lucifer comes in and starts to want to attack us because that's sort of like what I'm, that, that question I asked myself truly was a wrong question of what, I, what am I going to do because I should know. But I asked that question, and immediately he stepped in and started getting me trying to think on, well, this is where he puts it, how you identify his fingerprints in your mind. But he started trying to get me to think, like, well, you know, you depend on God, so this is not to happen, and it happened. What do you think is going to happen next month? But the Spirit telling me, you got to remember, God got something for you. The whole thing, this whole lesson today, to teach brothers and sisters out there, when you're going through an attack and something and, 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 and you're going through, we're going to teach you right now on how and what God says about what we should not do and what we should do. And it all comes down to when we, are, we have a tendency to do bad things when we get angry. <laughs> when, we have, when we have been praying on something, waiting, hoping, and full expectations, and when things go the other way, we tend to forget what God says about everything. You know, they always say, as hit the fan, you know, we, we go out stealing. If, 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 you, if you have no food, you'll go out stealing. If somebody's bothering you, you'll go out to, you might go out to kill somebody or somebody's getting your nerves. You might even start talking bad about somebody. But we have to understand that in Ephesians 4, excuse me, 
in Ephesians 4, 26, and 32, the word of God says, be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that, that he may have something to give him who has needs. Let no corrupt words proceed out of your mouth, what is good for necessary, edifying edification, that it may upheart grace in the, in the haters. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, 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 claymore, <laughs> and evil speaking be put away from you, with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Now I want to ask. Elder Charles, give us a little insight to help a brother right now and Lucifer chapter. What can you give them out of a scripture like that that can help them out? Oh, you got to you gotta repeat that again, bro. You was coming in and out. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I was saying, what, did you hear the scripture? Yeah, vaguely, because it, it's like, yeah, you know, you talk on your phone and it sounds like somebody stabbing away from it, staying away from it. Yeah. Uh, my question is like, what, what what advice can you give somebody that's dealing with some bad time and what, right now have a bad time to go through shit and get um disappointed thing and get angry and they want to go out and do something? What advice could you give them from God that would stop them from going doing it to make them think on different something different? What do you mean as far as our paperwork going? Mm-hmm. No, well we we we've been going through something similar like that because. I know Reverend Tory probably, you know, told a couple of people that we're trying to get a house in Georgia. And, um, you know, we, we trying to, I'm trying to get all my um, benefits and everything together. But it seemed like the devil just kept jumping in and jumping out. But, see, I, I learned a long time ago, and I was told by older ministers and elders when I was younger that whenever something good is about ready to happen, something bad got to happen first. You you, you got to go right. through a trial before you can get to a testimony. So, you know, whenever we start looking at things and people will look and say, well, how did that happen so fast? And I told them God is still in the blessing business because I, um, you know, after, after you retire, uh, you have to go in and um, put in for your Social Security. I think I, I think I put in for Social Security, what was that, morning on the Tuesday? Mm-hmm. It usually takes you about two to three weeks or sometime a couple months to get the Social Security, it took me three days. I needed it in three days. So, see, you know, whatever you ask in his name, you know, his son's name, it's going to happen if you just stand on his word. Because I, my paperwork was coming coming so fast, even the people down south said, you know what, we seen miracles this weekend. Because the paperwork had to come, because if it didn't come fast enough, I was going to lose my house. So, you know, as my wife sat around and she, she'll tell you, she she got real nervous. But I get, when, when situations happen like that, uh, Todd, I get I get quiet. Because then, right. right then I'm praying. I'm praying. Okay? Right. There's no need, no need for me to get excited. 
No need for me to get upset because God's word is not going to come back void. And right. when I sat down and they was telling me that you got to have this paper by this time, you got to have it by that time, it got to be signed, you got to get it back to me at a certain time. I'm sitting here, I didn't tell these people, you know, y'all got to let this paperwork come when God says it's going to come because I've already retired. You know, and I mean, when right. I already say retired, I mean leave the place. I'm not going back there no more. I was there 25 years. And the thing is, is now, you know, I'm going I'm going on my father's word because he didn't bring me this far to leave me. And right. And I don't remember, don't, don't remember no adventure I went on that he took me, you know, he, his grace and mercy didn't carry me all the way through because I just, you know, I I, I don't know. It's It's just... It's, it's getting easy for me as I get older, Amen. you know, to right. just sit back and just depend on his word because, you know, when when you're young in the ministry, a lot of people, like I tell them, you you can be like a palm by the, by, by, by the sea, you know, say you're a palm tree out in Hawaii or over in the tropic area. You, you can bend but don't break, you know. You're going to go through something. You, you got to. That's the truth on that one. You never lied about that. Mr. Bernard, you still there with us? Hey, what's going on? Family. You know, I got to get that out. Uh, <laughs> what's going on, family? What's going on, Mark? Hey, hey, can y'all hear me? Yes. All right. All right. So basically, um, I'm going to keep it short. You want to have your go-to. Everybody knows that God's word is, is our go-to. Uh, God's word is our foundation. And uh, being real, realistically speaking, we all have moments where we get frustrated, where things don't work out in the way that we want them to. We have moments where we feel some type of way. Uh, we have moments where we get in our feelings. But what's important is that we... Um, structure and discipline ourselves to flow in a way that whatever our go-to is, that we know what to do. And I've told people before that, you know, it's okay to have your moment. It's okay to have a moment. If you're mad, like you, you just read it in God's Word, you can be angry, but don't sin in your anger. And don't go to sleep on your angry, on, on yeah. your um, anger. Amen. You know what I'm saying? So have yeah. your moment. Be mad. Feel some type of way for a minute. But what's important is that you learn how to bounce back. That's, That's right. important. What's important is that you don't allow yourself to stay where you are. Have your moment. Right. I, I, I've told people, you know, you feel your hand. Feel you touch your hand on your arm. That's your flesh. That's real. And so you got feelings and emotions, and they are real. And they mess with you sometimes, and so you can, you got to learn how to, and you got to learn how to have your moment, but you got to know how to bounce back, and you have to have a go-to. Most importantly for all of us, we know that God's word is our go-to, or our go-to God in prayer, or um, as I share with my wife, you know, anytime she may have a moment, I say, listen, turn that music on, turn your favorite worship song on. Because I know right. that's what's going to make you feel better. That's what's going to renew your mind. That's what's going to move your feelings out the way because you're going to get reassurance when you go to your go-to. And so we're grateful yeah. that we have God as our go-to. 
we have God's word as our go-to, and he gives us the instructions and say, listen, be mad, but don't do nothing while you're mad. Be mad, right. but don't go to sleep that way. Be mad, but watch what you say. Be mad, but make sure it don't get established in your heart. Be mad, but learn how to bounce back. And that's where the iron right. sharpened irons come in. Because I'm having my moment. I feel some type of way. But along with my go-to, I know that not only can I go to God's word and I go to God in prayer first, but also I got people in place, in position that's assigned by God that when I have my moment, they can help me bounce back. They can pray me through, you know. That's right. And and the last thing that I say is that one of the things that uh, my pastor, um, my late pastor, Pastor Robert T. Moore Jr., he always uh, embedded in us. He said, listen, you need a lifetime scripture. You need a scripture that is your favorite scripture so that when you go through something, you you know what to say. You know that scripture, and you can declare it. You believe in it. You know God is working it out. Same thing like Pastor John Hanna. He said, I know there is a scripture in God's word literally for every situation that I will ever face. And so if, if I'm having a moment, if I'm frustrated, if something seems like it's not working out, I got to get in God's word. And if I can find a script for what I'm dealing with, then that can shift my attitude, and then I can focus in a better way. Amen. Amen. I just speak on that as the truth of mine is Proverbs 8 and 13. The fear of the Lord is hate, evil, pride, adequacy, the forward way, and the forward mouth. Years ago, Jesus came to me and said, these are the things that God's something you he does not like. Get rid of them. So I understand that. But Brother Rod, I ain't going to forget about you. What God yes. like you with, man? Oh, man, let me tell you. Uh, God has God left me a, a lot. And, you know, one of the things that we all tend to forget, you know, even though that we uh, may go through things and even though we may seem to come through, uh, you know, things unscathed and looking like we don't have a scratch or harm or, or anything, but inwardly, you know, we do have scars. You know, we do have that, you know, that, that thing, you know, that, that emotional attachment to, you know, what we've been through, even though we don't look like we've been through war, we've been through hell, even though we look like we have not been through a battle, you know, we we still have been through it emotionally and even though we don't show physical signs, you know, we do have that emotionally. Sometimes, you know, we just tend to forget that, you know, we've been through, you know, been through a lot. And what I just want to, you know, let everybody, you know, remember is that in Philippians three thirteen and 14, you know, it says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, press on toward the goal to win the prize to which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You know, and I just don't forget that. You know, the end goal is, is what we got to get to. You know, even though we have the scars, even though we do have, the, you know, that inner wound, you know, let's not forget what the goal is. And, and, you know, that goal is, is having Christ, you know, having Christ's love and having Christ, you know, in your life. And, you know, and the important thing is, is that amid all that, people are watching us. People see. And yes. people want to know how we go through, how we get through, how we pass through, and how we recover. 
And that's the most important thing. And keeping it short and sweet is, is not, uh, that's what I have right there for you. Amen. Amen. Look, man, everything was said was, everything was said was truthful, man. And brothers and sisters out there that's listening, you have to take what we're saying to you right now, literally. You got to sit down. You got to study. You got to get that word in you. Because see, let me tell you something. If that word of God, when times like that we're, when times like we're facing like this, the last thing you need is somebody coming in your face and testing you and playing games with you. You got to understand, this is Lucifer's favorite thing to do. Use people against people. By the way, as his demons. These are the ones who are focused on getting you to take your focus off of God's words. We got to get, 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 get a real truthful understanding about Lucifer and demons. It is not a game. It's not a myth. It is real. He is out there. He's been attacking. The demons have been attacking us. And, and like I said right now, the truth of this whole class tonight is for me. I know me. Like I said, my scripture is Proverbs 8 and 13. I know me. When they showed me my money wasn't coming, I kept trying to call these people up, my people with smart comments and smart comments and smart comments. It was building my anger up. I, was, I'm, I used mm-hmm. to be the type of person. You get my anger. You get that joy. When I get to death time four, it's popping. It's popping. And see, that's what Lucifer knows about us. And he knows what to use it and what demons to send at you to pluck that nerve. So this segment right here is for those who allow themselves to be an open door, an open vessel, or a window for these demons. Because see, in Deuteronomy 28 and 7, tells what God has in store for them. And the word of God says, the Lord will call enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way, but flee before you several different ways. So we got to get an understanding when enemies, our minds focus on the flesh. Because that's what we see as tangible to our minds, and we, we, we're stuck on that. We don't really see people being guided or being used by demons in a form of doing what the actions that they do, but they are. Even when, like I said, for me, I use myself as the best example. When I start getting angry and that anger starts coming out, Lucifer got his hands all in my thoughts. It's up to me to go back to saying that word of God and take that word of God and use it. And it's scriptures like this one right here that gives me an understanding that if I'm, one, if I'm allowing myself to be used by Lucifer, then God is talking to me in the scripture. But I'm saying, but Rod, what you got to say about that? Amen, amen. You know, uh, you know, like you said, you know, you got to be careful of, you know, how, how, you know, things can be turned around and, and you know, use it against you as a weapon. But don't forget, no weapon is formed against me, you shall prosper. You know, we have to make sure that just as well that word is, is more powerful to you, don't forget to make sure that the same things that can be a strength can be turned against you. You know, just as well as, you know, they say no weapon formed against me can prosper. Well, guess what? Things could be said about a whisper or rumor or things like that. We have to make sure that we have to let things run off our back like it's a duck's bill. Because if we right. stand 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 still and we listen to some of the things that are actually said or or, or actually just perpetrated or some untruth that's been said against us, you know, could be more damaging than any kind of weapon formed against us. So just as well as no weapon formed against us, you know, we have to make sure. That no rumor or no word or no whisper can hurt us. You know, it, it, it goes, you know, both ways. You know, we just have to make sure that we cover ourselves in the whole arm of the Lord. 
And we can't show that just because of we know that we're protected by one thing, that any, another thing cannot damage us, you know? So uh, that's what I had to say right there. Amen. Amen. Elvis Charlie, what, what advice would you give a person that, 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 that you can see that as an open door for Lucifer? What, what, what could you say to them? a lot that can be said, but I, I know, just like me and Bernard, we just talked about a long time ago, everybody's an individual. Everybody's right. different. So the approach that I might come with you may not work for Rob. Right. So I, I would say First Corinthians 16 and 14, it, it tells you exactly right. how to approach a person, but what I say to you might be different when you hear it when I say to Rob, but First Corinthians sixteen fourteen say, "Let all that you do be done in love." Amen. And you know that you know that it says that, you know the greatest gift of all is love, and we we've got to a point now with this pandemic to where it's it's so it's running so rapid and it's changing a lot of people the way they look at things and handle things in the world today, because this is what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to think that. He wants to use you to rush, rush, rush. And see, a lot of times when we rush, we, we don't let our, our spiritual thinking come into play. Because, you know, you remember the old shirts we used to have on, they used to say, you know, uh, what would Jesus do, you know, in certain situations. And most certain situations, Jesus would sit down and he would talk about it. He wouldn't, you know, get excited or, you know, he wouldn't cuss you out. But the thing is, like, you know, Bernard said earlier, you know, we get in certain situations and we just, we have to, you know, it's not the situation because, man, you can have the same situation as how we handle it. Right. You know, and just like they said, Lord, everybody said the same thing. It's okay to be upset, but you know what? It's all the times not what you say is how you say it. Right. You know, because right. I could look at you and say, you know what, that's, that, that's, that's really crazy. Or I might say, you know what? Uh, Man, to tell that, that 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 was crazy. You may look at it and, and, and think that you know I'm agreeing with you, which sometimes people try to lighten up the situation. You know, because sometimes right. you, you ever go up on somebody that is real angry, like you were saying earlier, and sometimes you don't know what to say. You know, yeah. because somebody gets to the end of their rope. You know, and yeah. and and now you you babbling. You, you ever run up on somebody they so mad they babbling. You know, and they studying. Yeah. I, 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 you know. First thing yeah. I, I like to do with them, I just tell them, calm down. You know, right, first, right. first off, I'm not the enemy. Calm down. Right. Okay. Right. And then we really have to find out what happened, who said what, what was the problem. Because when me and my wife do our marriage counseling, you have some people look like they're ready to kill each other. But the thing right. is, is, you know, by the time you get to the bottom of what happened, it wasn't even worth all that. And True. then it wasn't even about that. You know, you, you ever come in... You know, and you, you and your lady are talking, and, and, you know, either either you or your lady snap because of the day that you had. That's why most men yeah. are telling when you come home and you're going through so much, if you got a lot of anger from your job, let your lady know, you know, just give me a moment. Okay, right. because I got to right. come down off this high horse. Because this was right. what I had to do at, at, at work today to deal with these people. But, you know, now I'm right. home. That's why we tell tell everybody, I don't care if it's male or female, if you're a supervisor at, at your job, you're a husband or a wife at home, okay? Leave that supervisor on your job. Leave, leave, leave that executive whatever on your job because, see, you're always going to need, especially when you got to help me, you're going to always need somebody to listen 
a lot of times people don't want you to say nothing. All they want you to do is listen anyway. Right. I don't need you to say nothing, okay, because I'm going to work this problem out right in front of you. All you got to do is listen to me, and then if I if I ask you, you know, well, what do you think about that? Most of the time I look at them and say, well, you know, it's not too much for me to think about it because I think, you know, if this is what God has for you to do, you're going in the right direction. You already got your mind made up. Right. You know, so so I, I don't I don't try to rock the boat. Most of the time, people have their own answers, but they're just so scared to step out on faith. Amen. That's true. That's true. That's true. That is so true. That is so true. Minister Bernard, but I'm going to forget about you. I know God word. Yes, sir. Um, I want to focus on what you said in the beginning. You said when you talk about Lucifer, um, I'm going to follow the Holy Ghost on this one. Well, let me watch what I say. I'm going to follow the Holy Ghost all the time. Um, but let me say this. <laughs> Uh, I got convicted real real quick, right? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you spoke on Lucifer, um, the Lord gave me this specifically. The Holy Ghost brought it back to my remembrance to share, to really help somebody tonight. When it comes to the devil, you have to know your place. You have to know your place. You got to know who you are. You got to know who you are. You got to know yes. how to be who you are. You have to take Amen. ownership of who you are. You got to love who you are. And so once again, let's be realistic. Yes, we have feelings and emotions. We are in the flesh, but we're not of the flesh. In the same way that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. You have to function and learn how to function and be disciplined in how to function in the way that God created you to flow and function in the earth. And so you can have your moment, but you got to know how to bounce back, and you got to know your yeah. place. And here's here's yeah. what I mean by knowing your place. Not only knowing that you're the head and not the tail, you're above and not beneath. Not only knowing that you're a lender and not a borrower, and that you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. But here's the thing, family. you got to know how God has equipped you. And yeah. when the enemy tries to come at you, let me help you tonight. The enemy can't. The enemy can only do what you allow him to. He only he only has the power that you give him, because here's the thing, Jesus already defeated him. And I know a lot of times when we pray, we say, "Oh, devil, be defeated in Jesus' name." But sometimes we gotta realize and shift the way we think and how we speak. He already is defeated. Come on, he's already defeated. We're resting in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And so it's a finished work. I heard somebody say it's a fixed fight. We already won. And so (laughs) because because it's a fixed fight and we already won, here's the thing. The devil don't have no power. Why? Because what did Jesus do? He went to hell. He, He set the captive free. He took the keys to hell and the grave, and he defeated the enemy. And so that means that the devil has no authority, he has no power, he has no jurisdiction over us. The devil, he deceived Eve. He got Eve and at listen, God created the world and he gave what? dominion and power to Adam and Eve. Yeah. 
And the enemy yes. came in as a serpent and deceived them and took what God gave them from them. And Jesus came to the world and took it back from the enemy and gave it back to us. And so the devil has no power. And so if he has no power, he can't touch me. If he has no power, he can't come against me. If he has no power, nothing that he will try won't work. And this is why God gave me to share with you all when it comes to walking by faith, being in faith, knowing what faith is, how to have faith. Because when you're in faith, you're covered. You can't, your fear and faith can't coexist. Your feelings and right. faith can't coexist. You got to be fully in faith because the enemy knows when you're in faith, he can't touch you. Because God mm-hmm. says his word is at work in those who believe. And so if God said his word is at work in those who believe, if I have faith, that means I'm activating God's word. And that means God's word is working on my behalf. And so God's word is becoming my reality because I got faith. And so because God's word is alive in my life, then when the enemy try to come against me, it's not going to work because no weapon that's formed against me is working on my behalf. And so you got to know your place to know that the devil has no power. He only can do what you allow him to. That's why God said trust in him, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding because the enemy going to try to come at your mind because if he gets your mind, he got everything else. So you got to fix your mind and your focus on Jesus and in his word to know that you got power, you got authority, and you can't give the devil no room in your life. He going to come at you. That's why sometimes the devil know his place because he'll yeah, wait he till you get frustrated. He'll wait till you get frustrated. He'll wait till you get sad. He'll wait till you get depressed. He'll wait until you dealing um, until you caught up in your feelings and your emotions Because when you're in your feelings You're not in faith And he'll wait for a moment When you're not in faith to come at you And he'll try to use tactics To push you back in the corner And isolate you And make you feel like you're by yourself And like he'll, he'll try to make you feel like You can't press forward His assignment is to still kill and destroy I'm not even going to call it an assignment uh, What he tries to do I say try Because I don't give him no power he tries. What he tries to do is to kill, steal, and destroy. And anytime you allow him to come against you, I'm going to tell you straight up, family, he's going to try to take you out. And here's the thing. The devil ain't playing, so we ain't got to play with him. He ain't playing. If you allow him to come at you, he's going to try to take you out. He's going to try to break you down. He's going to come at your mind. He's not playing. And so you can't play with him. And so I just wanted to help somebody tonight just to say the devil can only do what you allow him to. He has no power. And that's why when it comes to renewing our minds, we have to know that the first order of business is going to God. I got to get in his word. I got to go to God in prayer. I can just turn some worship music on and just bless God because my praise gives me access granted to who God is because he inhabits the praises of his people. If I can get God's attention with the faith I have, I know that I'm covered and everything is working out. And so we can have our moments, but we got to press forward by faith and know our place so that the enemy can't do what he'll try to do. And then the last thing, and I'll say this, and I'm going to shut up. 
When you say iron <laughs> sharpens iron, when you say iron sharpens iron, we got to remember what God said in this word. Can I please bless somebody with this tonight? Oftentimes when we read God's word, God gives an instruction, and he expresses what he looks for and what we need to do in order for what he promised to be manifested. I want to say that again. Oftentimes when we read God's word, he gives an instruction and he expresses what we need to do in order for what he promised to be manifested. So here's the thing. He says, when two or three are gathered in my name, there I'll be in the midst. That's an instruction. He said, he says, when two touch and agree, that means when two people come in agreement for what they pray for in his name, he's going to make it happen. He's letting us, he's giving us the formula. He's telling us what we need to do. So we need to come together in unity. We need to look out for each other. We need to keep each other on point. We need to keep each other prayed up. We need to help each other to stay focused. And we need to sharpen each other so that we can be in position to know our place instead of giving place to the devil. Amen. 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 And, and truth be said, and you, you have to stand. And like my brother was saying, you have to know who you are and what your worth is in the God. And you have to do the most important thing, study. You know, it, it's like when we learn to stand and fight, using what we have learned from about the armor of God, it's like this, brothers and sisters. Okay, I get good understanding. Your helmet of salvation is equal to Magneto's helmet, what it is to Professor X. Well, Magneto's helmet blocks Professor X's thoughts out, stopping him from changing Magneto's thoughts, like Lucifer tries to do us. Your helmet of salvation is what keeps God's words in and Lucifer's words out. In order to get God's words in your mind, like we just said, you have to study and have um, and have it a study habit. You have to sit down with this word as Joshua wanted he tells you and meditate on what you have studied. You gotta devour this word. It is the word of God and only the word of God is gonna defeat Lucifer and any evil, any wickedness, anything around you. It is the word of God is the only thing that's going to change you from any state that you're in. It is the only the word of God is the only thing that's gonna deliver us, bring us closer under God, and let us know who God is. We need to study every day because Lucifer is always on the attack. And because we are tendency to get into our emotions a lot, like I said, I needed this to, to stay out of my emotions. I knew what to do. I know what my work is under God. I know that's why we sat down here, got out of our head, got into the spirit, and started doing what we need to do because of that study habit we built years ago. But the one thing we cannot let, one thing we cannot do, we cannot let this time period, this time period excuse me, become a stumbling block for us. Because when we listen to Lucifer's voice, when we listen to Lucifer's voice and we are angry, that's when we do say and act out, as we were saying earlier, in the evil ways. You know what I'm saying? These are the things that we do that somebody block to us. This thing here can bring, on, it can bring God's wrath upon us. As Ezekiel, Ezekiel 7, as Ezekiel 7 and 19 says, where the God says, they will... They will throw their silver into the streets, and their and their gold will be like refuse. Their silver and their not be able to deliver them in the day in the day of the wrath of the Lord. They will not. They, they will. right. They will not satisfy their souls nor fill their stomachs because it became a stumbling block and of iniquity. We have to understand when. 
like anger for me become can become a stumbling block if I allow myself to stay and sit into that man like that. Um, Brother Rock, can you explain um, about how we can stop things and what can make a stumbling block for somebody? How we can 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 basically check ourselves every day so we can know we're not uh, allowing us to become a stumbling block and someone else to become and, and us to affect someone else. So maybe maybe it's asking you. You understand that? Yeah, real. Yeah, pretty, yeah. I, I pretty much got the um, the the most of uh, what you were saying, and you know, real quickly, you know, sometimes, you know, we we do fail to have that that chance to make that self evaluation. You know, sometimes you know our perception of ourselves is probably far off from what really is, and that's where you need to have uh, you know a, a really good friend, or a really good trusted friend, that can you know honestly and and you know really tell you you know how things really are. And if you don't have that, you know, sometimes you just need to be able to self-evaluate yourself. Sometimes we don't have neither one or sometimes we don't have both. But the one thing we, that we do have is we do have that, that that moral compass where, you know, we have to make sure that we just, just don't get too far away from it. And, you know, the best way to do that is, is just, you know, know yourself and, and, you know, study the word. You know, if you study the word, you know, you can't just get, you, you can't get too far off the you know the beaten path you know, to put it that way, and you know, and and being studying and being diligent, and you know just listening to you know what actually is going on in your life is is hard enough, especially when you have a lot of yes people and you know yes men around you. Sometimes you don't need to hear yes all the time. Sometimes you need to hear no. You need to stop and, and, and listen. Because maybe there is some truth to that. No, maybe all that yes, you know, all that yes man stuff is, is something that you don't need to hear. Because nobody is 100% right all the time. You know, no matter what you do or, or how good you are in your field or, or what you're doing, you know, uh, can't everybody not make a misstep all the time. And that's the, right. you know, the best thing I can say, okay. you know, right now as far as that. Amen. 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 Mr. Bernard, can you give me help out on that? Or what can stop a person that on his stumbling block? The things that we can do that we put in our ways that become a stumbling block that we can put out our ways. Or even like I was saying, like how can we become a stumbling block to somebody else? Mr. Bernard, was that clear enough? Hey, can you hear me? Say that one more time. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was saying, can you give us a little enlightening about becoming a stumbling block? Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You, you, family, you want to make sure that you're not the reason somebody else stumbles. One of the main things um, that's a part of our purpose, it's a part of our responsibility as children of God. We have to remember, we are God's representation. When people are looking for God, they're really looking for us because he lives within us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Some people are searching for answers. They're searching for what they need, and we're the ones in position to give it to them. And so they want, they're looking for the example setters. They're looking for the right influencers. And so we, knowing our place, we have to make sure that we're adding value and we're not taking away value. 
I'm going to say it again. We have to make sure that we're adding value and not taking away value. We don't want to be a stumbling block. You don't want to be the cause of stunting somebody's growth or blocking somebody's um, blessing. You don't want to be the reason that somebody miss out on an answered prayer or a manifestation of what God promised through his word. You don't want to be the reason for that. We don't, we're not created and put in this world to be a stumbling block. We don't want to be a stumbling block. We, we are created to be in this world and to shine, to shine, to add value to this world, to draw people closer to Christ. Because he said when he be lifted up, he'll draw all unto him. And so we have Amen. to know in order to, in order to not be a stumbling block, not only do you have to know your place, but you got to know where your responsibility. And so I want to say it like this. I'll end it like this. When you get a job, they give you your job description. They give you your uniform. They give you everything that you need to succeed in that position. All right? And so that, that's what God does. When you accept Jesus Christ into your life, he equips you. And here's the thing. He's already equipped you. He's already made available what you need, but it's you initiating the move to accept Christ in your life and activating your faith that's going to get you access to it. And so in Ephesians chapter 6 where he says, put on the whole armor of God, that's your uniform. He's providing you with what you need. He's given you power. He's given you authority. He's given you wisdom. He's given you strategies. He's given you the Holy Spirit. I, I always I always say having the Holy Spirit is like having the advantage. It's like sitting in a classroom and taking the test and having somebody giving you all the answers. And nobody <laughs> knows. You have the you have the advantage. That's the Holy Spirit's job. His job. His job, I didn't say it, his job is to guide you, to instruct you. His job is, what did God say in this word in John? He said, to teach you all things, to bring all things back to your remembrance, and to show you things to come. This is why we have to be in tune with what God is saying and how he is leading us so that we can know how to move, where to go, where not to go, who to be around, who not to be around, so that we can understand what our responsibility is and how we need function in the earth. God is equipping you to fulfill the purpose that he assigned to your life so that you won't be a stumbling block, so that you won't be a distraction. You know what I'm saying? So, so, and, and, and then here's the thing. As you grow and as you learn, listen, you can enjoy the benefits. And so I just want to bless you with this. When you accept Christ in your life and the same way that God equips you and positions you with everything that you need to successfully carry out your responsibility in this earth, he's also provided benefits. And so in the same way when you get a job and they give you your uniform and your job description and everything you need to succeed in that position, not only is God giving you everything you need to succeed in that position, but he's giving you benefits. So when you get a job, what happens? You get a pension, you get 401K, you get benefits, health care, dental, vision, right? You, some people get company cars. Some people get company houses. You get the benefits. Well, guess what? When you accept Christ, you reap the benefits. 
you get purpose. You get everlasting life. You get guaranteed comfort. You get peace that passes all understanding, God's peace that keeps your mind and your heart through Christ Jesus. You get the joy of the Lord that is your strength. You get divine protection. You get all the benefits that God has set up and put in place for you. And so when, when somebody feels some type of way because of what's happening in your life, all you got to do is say, listen, I'm enjoying the benefits. That's all, you know. But it's, it's not for us to walk in arrogance. We got to make sure that we stay focused. We're walking in love. We're setting the right example. And we're adding value and not taking away value. So that's what, how we need to focus when it comes to making sure that we're not a stumbling block. Amen. 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 Um, Elder Charles, can you do the call of salvation after the, after that, Brother Rock? Can you come on and do the announcements? And right after the announcement, um, Evangelist Charles, can you come and give a little insight on a, about not being a stumble block? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Tonight is a milestone in the life of the Roundtable Ministries, iron sharpening iron under attack. I know so many people out here tonight that understands that. And we know that most of the majority out there, if you tried this thing on your own for so long, and Christ is just standing there right before you, because, you know, he's he's a God of choices, and he's he's, he's asking you to just try me now. Amen. Amen. Try me. And this topic tonight has, I hope it touched somebody's spirit. I hope it just ignited a fire in them to want you to know and want to learn more of Christ. Because iron shopping and iron is, you know, when we we started this thing, you know, in, in, in God's way and God's will, it was so unique because we are not, Men of God that go back and forth and, you know, we have to remember all the scriptures and we have to, you know, pronounce them to each other back and forth. But, see, we're people after God's own heart. And, see, that's what we're telling you tonight. We want you to just profess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, because he, you know, sent his only begotten son. And, And I don't know really how many of us out here listening now, wherever you're listening to, could have done that. He said your only begotten son. I mean, you know, he didn't say you had three or four. He said your only begotten son. So if we can accept him in our hearts tonight and confess with our mouths, I mean, you know, you might be in the house by yourself tonight, and you might say, you know, I want to take and accept Jesus Christ as my solely only Lord and Savior. Once you do that, that's your first step. Your next step is to tell somebody what you've done. Tell them that, you know what, I am a new creature in Christ. I'm a new babe, you know, and, and you know, I, I'm on milk right now, and maybe the next four or five years I'll be on meat. But right now we're real vulnerable when you first accept Christ in your life because now everybody wants to try you. This is why evangelist was telling you, learn the word. It's not learning the word, amen, to, to just go and battle with somebody in church because we go back and forth, back and forth. But see, the ones that are lost are the ones out there we're not going to, amen. Right. Somebody that really they hear the word, 
we look at them and go, oh, you know, they're dirty, they're bum, you know, they, they don't really understand. You have people come to your church and nobody speaks to them. We're all God's children. And, and this topic tonight, under attack, we all are under attack. Amen. I don't care if you're a man of God. I don't care if you're just thinking about coming to God. I don't care if you've been with God all your life. Everybody is under attack. And this is why we have to sit up and, you know, they say they don't understand why fellowshipping is so important. Fellowshipping is really important because I figure if you got four or five numbers, if you got four or five numbers that you can call when you're looking down and you're down and out, you should always have something spiritually on your mind to say to somebody or, you know, once you get to a point to where people want to start talking to you, they'll start calling you all kinds of times and nights during the day telling you, you know what, I, as, a, as a matter of fact, amen, we, we, me and my wife was just talking to my brother, and I was telling him about Purpose Kingdom Network, Roundtable Ministry. And we wanted to get him on tonight, but he was so busy. And, and, and you know, it, it's, it's to a point to where that iron right there needs to be sharpened. And see, I, I'm going to stick on that and stay with him because there's so many men now out here that really need this because they lost their jobs. Their, their marriages are on the rocks. This pandemic was put here for a reason because we were getting so far away from our God. We stopped praying like we used to. We stopped evangelizing like we used to. We stopped. I mean, there was so much we had stopped doing. People started not going to Bible study. They stopped going to church, even on Zoom. But God says, I have a way of bringing you back. Man. Amen. I got a way of bringing you back to it's going to get to a point to where, you know what, you're going to say, God is me, use me as you will, because for you I live and for you I die. We'll do that for our jobs, brothers and sisters, but we won't, we won't do it for God. And God is somebody that's going to always be there for you. He'll never tell you no. He may not come when you want him, but he's always going to be on time. So... After you listening to this show tonight, I, I just pray that somebody, it moves you in a certain direction to where you're going to say, I want to learn more of him. I need to learn more of him. It'll make your life easier. Just like Minister Bernard said, it'll make everything all right. When you start getting the blessings that God has for you, because what God has for you is for you. Can't nobody else get it. You, I mean, you could bypass it or lose it, but what he has for you is for you. Amen. And, and see, we need to get in position. We have to get in position because a lot of us get out of position and, and, you know, it's almost like watching a football game. See, the brothers can understand that. It's almost like watching a football game. If I got a certain route to run, I don't run that route, I'm not going to get that ball, especially if I'm a receiver. I'm not going to get that ball. I need to be where I need to be running that route specifically. That's why we have to get back in the Word of God and, and you know, it tells you. I, I have a lot of friends that can quote the Bible from the front to the back. But, see, you got to practice what you preach. You have to practice what you preach. And and right here in Proverbs 27 and 5, I, I want to leave you with this. Open rebuke is better than secret love. So so let's don't, let's don't be ashamed. I, I mean, I don't, you know, me and my wife, we... We don't really relish it on, on titles. You know, you know, people say, well, what do you want me to call you, Reverend Lee, Elder Lee? Just call me Child of God. 
That's the highest title you can hold because when you get to those pearly gates, he's not going to care if you're a bishop. He don't care if you, you know, a pastor. He's going to look at you and say, you know, did you do what I asked you to do? And did you do it with a good heart? Did you do it out of love or you did it out of fear? Did you do it out of being uh, uh, with the crowd? Amen? Amen. So tonight, like I said, I hope there's something that really, really, really got into somebody's heart and I just just engraved it on the back walls of your soul that you want to learn more about this man called Christ because there's nobody like him. Amen? Amen. Amen. Brother Rod? Yes, yes. Real quickly, I'll go ahead and do the announcements. <clears throat> if you turn your life over to Christ, you know, we're gladly uh, happy to hear that you have turned your life over to Christ. And anytime you want to contact us, you can contact us here at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. You can see your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a prayer request. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Oh, excuse me, Purpose underscore Kingdom. And uh, you can do likewise. We're also on Facebook where you can uh, just uh, like us on Facebook at Purpose Kingdom where you can just see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And uh, for those that are, <clears throat> that are not aware, and uh, I just want to let you know that we are, are going to be in revival starting on December 25th. And we do have, have our lineup, and I'm going to announce our lineup. Our lineup is going to be on December 25th, and all shows starts at 9 p.m., Except for our show, it's going to be on December 31st, which starts at 11 p.m., bringing us into the new year. And on December 25th, we're going to have our very own Minister Bernard Merrill. And uh, on the 26th, we're going to have Minister Dominique Hudson. And on the 27th, we're going to have Reverend Arthur Burgess III. On the 28th, we're going to have Reverend Aaron Williams. And on the 29th, we're going to have Minister Arthur Jackson. And on the 30th, we're going to have Minister Rob Hudson. And on the 7th, we're going to, I mean, on the 31st, we're going to have Pastor Tallinn Daly, uh, better known as Chappie. And she's going to close us out as we bring in the new year. And we'd like to thank everybody for, you know, uh, joining us for tonight's episode. No matter where in the world you are, we'd like, you, uh, we'd like to uh, thank you and appreciate your listenership and your support. And um, also, you know, let your family and friends know that we're on here at Purpose Camp Network. And uh, I just thank you so much for doing so. Well, guys, well, guys, listen, we're going to be on at 9 p.m. Uh, 9 p.m. tomorrow evening, uh, filling in the gap. And uh, once again, well, guys, well, guys, listen, we're going to be on tomorrow evening, and we're going to be filling in the gap uh, with our program. And uh, we just like to thank each and every one of you uh, for supporting us and uh like I said, I uh, can't continue uh, letting everyone know that uh, we just uh, thank you for your support no matter where in the world you are. With that being said, that's going to be the end of your announcements, and I'm going to turn the program back over to Evangelist Todd. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Once again, once again, brothers and sisters, I do pray that you are being encouraged. I do pray that, matter of fact, let me stop acting like I don't know. I thank God for encouraging you. I thank God for uplifting your spirits tonight. I thank God. Amen. For I do know God. I knew God. Because like I said, tonight I needed this. I needed this. I needed it because I needed it. Let me just put it that way. My spirit was crying out for some brotherhood. You know what I mean? But like I said, I do want um, I was trying to come back and talk a little bit about stumbling, about not being a stumbling block. If you can, sir. 
Amen, amen. Um, I mean, let me expound a little bit on what's been what's been all said tonight. First Man. off, when you saying about not being stumbling block, although you know, you know, we all talking about, and I, I, was, I was listening to Minister Bernard talking about knowing your place. Sometimes we have to know our positions and we have to know our limitations. Because stumbling block, you can look at it several ways. You could yes. you could be a person that is really stopping a person from getting a blessing, being a stumbling block, or you can stop a person from 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 learning, you know, more about what they need to know about Christ. Because see, sometimes uh-huh. we get so we get so wrapped up in the word that we we starting to starting to look. People say, I, I want to be Christ like, but we don't want to be Christ like like that, to where I'm the only one you need to talk to, or I'm the only one you come and talk to. Because, you know, I've seen fresh people, you know, young babes come, come in. I've seen young babes come in um, churches, and they come with so profound words, you know, because they may not know as much as you know about the word, but they mix it with life. And once they mix it with life, it seems like it gives that word more life. Because people tell you you can you can be so book smart to where you can have degrees, you can have master degrees, but if you don't have common sense mm-hmm. and see God don't only give us revelation knowledge, he gives us common sense too. To know when to talk, when to back up. And like I said a little earlier, to listen to people so they'll you know, half the time they know what they're already talking about. And they, they have the answer themselves. So I've learned that over a long time because, you know, sometimes it makes your job easy, Evangelist, to where people come at you and you ever have somebody come at you for some advice and you can't get a word in edgewise? Yeah. <laughs> That's because they're already there. You know, right. you just have to let exhale <laughs> to to a point to where, you know, like like, like I was saying, 27.5 said open rebuke is better than secret love. Me and my it's wife, right. we've been married this year, what, 26 years, honey? We're married 26 years, but you know what? It's always something my wife is going to tell me that wasn't right I'm doing wrong. But, see, when I was younger, I would hear right. that, and I would do just like you said, bro. I would puff up. <laughs> but like I tell people now, today, as long as we've been doing, as long as we've been in the ministry and we've been doing, you know, marriage counseling, I want peace in my house. Amen. So sometimes even when you're right, you got to be wrong. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you just got to back up and just say, you know what? A lot of things and you know a lot of stuff we get in. Like you were telling me about the anger that comes up. Yeah. Believe me, I used to have a temper that you know you couldn't hold back. You know, being in law enforcement as long as I wasn't in the military, I had seven girls that had to calm me down. My seven daughters. Right. Wow. And so when you get in certain situations, things change you. And it changes yeah. you to, I mean, you know, it's it's a positive thing where it changes you to because a lot of things you used to do, you don't do no more. Hallelujah. So, you know, we we had to get to a point to where we know we're going to have to know when to just back up and let things, sometimes things that take care of themselves. Yeah. It's like, remember they said yeah. when you was younger how we used to get our kids and when a parent get into a children's argument, it blows up. Sometimes the yeah. kids, we, I mean, see it, and we like, why he hit you? And 
what's going on and so and so and so forth. But the kids the next day are friends and we still mad about this. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? So so sometimes even in certain situations when people come to you, you just got to back up. I mean, don't let them stray off too far. Right. But sometimes we got to just, just back up and listen to them. And say, say, you know what? Like my godmother used to always tell me, because my wife used to go and we used, we used to have our little arguments. Man, we need, ah, 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 we, you know, she said, she say, uh, y'all going to be all right. And she just back up. She said, y'all going to be all right. Oh, no, Toy used to do that. Toy used to do it. She used to listen a lot. Because <laughs> she knows she, she know you had an answer. But but the thing is, is if you don't really want to be a stumbling block to somebody, you know, Think about a lot of times how you're approaching the situation. And I pray Amen. to God that maybe you went through it, you know, so you'll know what to say, when to say, and when to back out. Oh, I've, I've, I've traveled at 52 years old. I've traveled that road a couple of times. That's why I said I'm sitting here right now. Like I said, I, I, what we went through, the Holy Spirit came to me, brought back the memory, put my helmet back on, and we sat down there and wrote this out. You know what I mean? Because I know mm-hmm. for a fact that at walking that road, there's no winning. I'm a five-time felon in Marine, okay? So I know mm-hmm. about anger. I know about passion out. I know about this. I know all about that, you know? And I know at 52 years old, that doesn't work today. You know what I mean? I know mm-hmm. at 52 years old, if I'm, I'm going to walk for God, like you said, anybody that name. For me, when Jesus said he's going to leave behind teachers, evangelists, and all that, to me, that was somebody lead God was leaving behind that other people can identify Christ with them. To me, every title somebody holds is somebody that's, that's God saying that somebody out there that's going through something can identify God walking with you, and they come to you. So be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, walking six, walking eight and a half years of homelessness, and, and at the same time evangelizing and watching people getting saved and deliverance, and you're not, trust me, I've learned to know my place. <laughs> I hear you. I, I hear you. God told very well, highly submit to his will to bow down and get my free will back under him. You know what I mean? Right. But, mm-hmm. but with all with all these things that's going on, we, we have to understand one thing. God knows we can't do this on our own. So he, that's he, right. he let me be, go back to it. So God made this thing called the brotherhood. And the brotherhood we need is one for us to build one another up. And this is what I mean by what God and Jesus I was saying about the iron sharpening iron. And the thing about it, y'all been saying it all night. I know how y'all know how it is to put a sermon together, put a lesson together, put something together with, you, with Christ and you are sitting down and y'all putting it together. But but this lesson right here tonight, for what I was going through and trying not to go, keeping myself in the spirit, to sit right. here and for everything that you said, that how this thing is going to link down the way it's linking, this is, is, is linking because my mentor, Apostle Paul, always speaks on the brotherhood. Now, for those who may not know, who listen, know who Apostle Paul is, or some who may be forgotten, well, look, Apostle Paul was born a Roman citizen. He was he, he lives, he's from Titus, Titus, and he was a tent maker by faith. You can read about that in Acts 22 and 3. His original name was Saul. He was he was a, a prosecutor of the, of the church, which is in Acts 7, 7 58, 8, 1 and 3, and 9, 1 and 2. You can read about that in the book of Acts. He was arrested in Jerusalem. He defended himself before the Roman authorities in Acts 21 and 15 and 26 and 32. He was mm-hmm. um, convicted on Damascus in Acts 9, 30, 9, 3 to 19. He preached in Damascus where he escaped to Jerusalem and back to Titus in Acts 9, 29, 20, and 30. He also wrote the books of Romans, First and Second Corinthians, 
Ephesians, Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, First and Second um, Thessalonians, First and Second Timothy, Tyrus, and um, Philemon. Uh, pronouncing that right. He fought for his brothers as well as taught us what it means to be in a brotherhood. We were told by Apostle Paul to live a brotherly and orderly life, as he says in First um, Thessalonians four. Chapter 4, verses 9 to 12, when he says, But concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you. You yourself are taught by God to love one another. Indeed, indeed you do so to towards all the brothers who are in all of Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more, that that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your hands as we command you, that you may work properly, properly to, towards others on the outside, and that you may lack nothing. I like this. The guy is telling us how to, how to have respect for those who are not Christian. We can't be, even though somebody's not a Christian, and a lot of people, I, I see it, it really bothers my spirit when I see someone not Christian and a Christian going at each other about what you believe. Because first of all, you're not showing your belief because our belief is about love, having respect mm-hmm. for somebody, respect for what they believe. As Jesus, like I have an uncle, he's a Muslim, and he loves to attack. And the last time he came at us on the get rid of me, Jesus told me to tell him, I said, I am taught by Jesus to have love for someone. Even when they're attacking me, I still will have peace before you because I know it's not you. But I understand that even though you want to walk that walk, Jesus told me you're not receptive to me to walk away. But I'm here to show you love. Now, having love for one another, this was, we, all this was leading to, for we need one another to build it. So we got to do a head of, have, like you were saying, a connection line. You know what I mean? Um, minister, um, um, Bernard, can you please talk about having a connection line, how, how important it is for someone out there to have a connection line, either a brother or to someone to talk to? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I shared before, and um, I want to share this again because it's very important. It's, it's so important to be connected to others, but also you want to make sure you're connected to the right ones. And being connected it's great because you have moments for relief. What I mean by relief, sometimes we can isolate ourselves because we don't want to release what we're holding in. Um, We need to connect with the right people. First of all, first and foremost, we connect to God. We connect to him through his word, through prayer, through praise, through worship. But also God has put people in place to help us assist each other, um, to help each other stay focused, to stay sharp, and to get through what comes our way. And so we have to stay connected so that we can sharpen each other. We have to stay connected. You have to have people that you can go to, that you can say what you need to say, express how you feel, and that y'all can come together in agreement through prayer so that y'all can get the strength you need. You can get the inspiration, the encouragement, the wisdom, whatever it is, God will provide it. And so it's so important to be connected. But when you are connected to others, you want to make sure you can trust those who you're connected to. You want to be connected to people that when you express yourself, they, they, 
you know they're going to go to God in prayer and they're not going to get on the phone. And they're not going to mm-hmm. talk to other people. You don't want to be connected to gossipers or naysayers. That's very important right. as well. You don't want to be connected right. to naysayers because every time you pitch an idea, every time God gives you a strategy, every time God gives you a vision, they want to speak against it. You don't need to be connected to no naysayers. You don't need to be connected to haters. And sometimes God will intentionally connect you to haters because he'll give them a front row seat to watch you prosper. Not so that you can be arrogant, but so that he can get the glory. Because they're hating on you because they don't believe that what you believe is going to happen. So sometimes God will intentionally give haters a front row seat to watch what he's going to do in your life. But it's very important that you be connected to the right people. Here's why. Because you need somebody that you can go to and release what you're holding in. When you have moments where you need to talk, where you need to express yourself, where you need to get some things off of your chest, you got to be connected to the right people. Um, And knowing that they're not going to use what you tell them against you, but they're going to take it and go to God in prayer. And here's why. Because not only can you go to God in prayer and express yourself and release what, what, what you're been holding on to because God says cast all our cares on him because he cares for us. So not only can we release it to God, but also it's, it's comforting. Um, and it's a blessing to be able to have people that we are connected to that we can um, express ourselves and say what we need to say so that we can get the help that we need. Um, because here's why. If you continue to hold in, what you're holding in and never release it, then at some point you're gonna have a you're gonna have a moment of explosion. You're gonna have a moment where you're gonna finally get to the point where you finally release it and it's gonna come out explosive. And here's the thing, nine times out of ten, when it finally comes out, it always comes out on the person on the wrong person. And somebody and the wrong one always catch it. And so, especially, yeah. and don't let it be a day where you ain't trying to hear nothing. Don't let it be a day where you be like, listen, today ain't today. I ain't for it. Nobody better not talk to me. Nobody better not mess with me. Because now you're looking for somebody to release it on. Yeah. And so yeah. we got to be connected because being connected to the right people, that is going to help us to stay focused. That is going to help us um, to stay pure hearted. That is going to help all of us, you know, help us to help each other so that we can press forward in the right way. So we have to be connected. Be connected to God. Connected Amen. to him. Be connected to him through his word, through prayer, uh, through praise, and through worship. But also be connected to the people that God placed in your life so that you can press forward in the right way. Here's the thing. I want to say one more thing to y'all. Um the importance of being connected. And so here's the thing. The other day, um, Saturday, me and my wife, we were moving into our new house, right? We were moving into our new house, and I went and got a rental truck. And I went and got a rental truck. We went to um, grab all of our stuff. We put all of our stuff in the truck. And then we went to the new house. We got to the new house. I'm unloading everything by myself. I'm doing everything by myself. I'm unloading everything by myself. My wife is doing what she can. And so everything is going smoothly up until I got to the point uh, to the bed. Now, the bed, the, you know, the bed frame, 
the headboard together. I don't know what I was thinking. I didn't break it down. I left it together, all right? And so I got to the point of getting to the bed and realized that I had to take this thing in the house by myself. All of a sudden, a FedEx truck shows up, and the delivery guy, he walks past. He said, hey, man, you need help? I said, no, I got it. I'm good. You know, here I am thinking it's a brand-new house. Don't nobody need to be in our house. They don't need to see what we got. Don't nobody need to know who we are right now. It's too early. You know, that was my mindset at the moment. So he walked past. He went and did his delivery. And I'm sitting here trying to figure out how to get this thing in the house, and I realized I need the help. And so he walked back past, and he said, yo, I'm still here, man. You need the help? Let me know. I'm right here. I said, yeah. I said, yeah, I think I'm going to need that help, brother. And so um, he come over there, we flicked it, turned it around, pushed it up, carried it over, put it right in the bedroom. Smooth selling. And so the Lord instantly spoke to me. He said, don't deny the help that God sends you. And, and, and so there, here's the thing. God sees where you are. He knows where you are, and he sees what you need. He knows where you are, and he sees what you need. So when God sends you some help, especially he's always going to do it, when he sends you help at the right time, don't reject it. This is why we got to stay connected because you got to hear what God is saying. You got to pay attention to see what he's doing in the moments that you're in because he knows where you are and he sees what you need. And so I was in a position, I was getting ready to push the help away. I was about to push the help away. I would have been sitting there by myself trying to figure out how to get this bed in the house, but God saw fit to send me some help at the right time that will help me out to accomplish what I needed to. And that's the importance of staying connected. You need to have an open mind and be in position for how God is going to lead you, the help that he's going to send you, and being connected to the right people so that y'all can help each other get through. Amen. Amen. All speaking with truth. Right about now, I want to do a last, but everybody can give a, a little brief last comment on tonight, starting off with um, Albert Charles. Well, I just want to say that I, I enjoyed the fellowshipping. You know, you evangelist, uh, Bernard and Robert, you know, like like he said, we we need to do this more often. And right. uh, if it wasn't a pandemic, you know, we would do it more often on outside. <laughs> not, not not just on the phone because, you know, Rob and Pastor Toy, I'm going to let you know how we would chat and chew. So, you know, we, we need we need to get this out more because a lot of men is looking for it. You know, they, they, you know, and that's why if you had heard about statistics, about how many marriages are on the rocks now because of this pandemic, because you're starting to learn more about the person that you, that you put a ring on their finger. <laughs> so, hmm. you know, you you need to get to know that person before you try to lock them down. Yes, like I told like I told my wife when I first met her, I said, you know, I want to get to know you better before I get to know you better. And that's just, you know, that's radio words. <laughs> but uh, ah. we, we really get to know who we're going to spend the rest of our life with. And, you know, that's the same thing with God, too. You know, we need to learn about him because, you know, I plan on spending the rest of my life with him. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Mr. Picard, brief comment, brother. Mm-hmm. Mr. Bernard. <clears throat> All right. Um, I'll say this last thing. Um, just to close out, I want to say this one thing. As you press forward, family, there's two things that's very important. When it comes to iron sharpening iron, 
when it comes to how you press forward, how you function, when it comes to being under attack. We know all the things that we've said tonight. A lot of us, all of us on this call, we all of us have grown through God's word. All of us um, are established in our relationship with Christ. But I want to say this. To the person that may not be on the level, same level as others, one of the things is, and, and, re- and, and to really press forward in an effective way, two things, and, I'll, and I'm done. You have to know, take ownership of where you are and know what you need. You have to take ownership of where you are and know what you need. Never measure yourself based on what you see on social media and never measure yourself based on what you see, what's happening in the lives of others around you. It's learning how to be exactly who you are so that you can be uniquely who God created you to be. And so the main two things that I just want to share with you all lastly is learning how to take ownership of where you are. Elder Charles said it earlier. Do not be ashamed. Do not be ashamed of where you are and what you need because that is what's going to help you press forward. Knowing where you are, taking ownership of where you are, and knowing exactly what you need. Do not try to live your life sweeping stuff under the rug. Do not try to live your life with what God said in this word, trying to pour new wine and old wine skins. You know, you're trying to take old luggage into a new season or a new environment. Um, God is trying to do some new things in your life, but you won't let go of what's behind you. You won't let go of the baggage that he's trying to um, take away from you or cause to fall off away from you. And so it's just, that's all I have. It's, just, it's very important that you be realistic about where you are. Do not be ashamed. If there's others who are a little more advanced than you, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Focus on where you are and get what you need. Be realistic. I need more of God's word. I need to learn how to interpret God's word. I need to learn how to hear God. I need to learn how to discipline myself. I need to learn how to not get so angry so quick. I need to learn how to stay out of my feelings. I need to learn how to be who I am. Who am I? I need to learn who I am. I need to learn how to take ownership of where I am, who I am, and what I need to do. What is my purpose? What is my responsibility? Start doing an assessment and be realistic about where you are and what you need. If there's anywhere that you need to start, don't don't focus on us just because we're on here and we're giving scriptures and we got these deep quotes and stuff that God has given us. Receive it, apply it, let it, in, let it nourish you and nourish your faith, but be realistic. Where are you and what do you need? Start right there. And when you be realistic and you um, don't allow yourself to be ashamed or insecure, take, even if you've got to take baby steps, God is with you. He's faithful, and he's always going to make sure you get to where you need to be. He's always going to make sure you have what you need, and he's always going to be with you and keep you covered. Take ownership of where you are, know what you need, 
and let God give it to you. All right? God bless you. Amen. Amen. Brother Rock. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, real quickly, um, I know we're running out of time, so I'm going to go ahead and um, real quickly just let everybody remember that, you know, uh, God offered us a lot of things. And one of the things he offered us is, is a life of abundance. And we have to make sure that we ask for that, you know. And the one thing that the devil does is, is, is the trick of the enemy is he wants to make us, he wants to isolate us and make us think that we're alone and that we don't have any options, that we have no choices. You know, we have plenty of choices. There was a game show that was on before. It was called uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And uh, it may still be on or it may not be, but the one of the options that you have is to actually do you want to, you know, a lifeline, you want to call a friend, or you want to ask the audience. You know, we have all those options, you know, available to us, but we have to use those. We have to make sure that we utilize, you know, and, and the main premise of tonight's show is iron sharp as iron. You know, in, in time of need, you know, you want to have to ask a friend. You, you, you know, you know, there, you know there, there are options. You know, don't ever think that you never have any choices, that you're stuck in a box, that you can't just, you know, not move that you don't have any options. And, you know, I was going to leave y'all with that. And uh, with, with that being said, you know, I'd like to thank everybody for, you know, uh, just allowing me on this panel, just having this fellowship right here. I really appreciate it. Hello? Oh, okay. Amen, amen, amen. We want to end it out with just this one scripture. Jesus and I want to give you this one scripture from Second Titus, I mean, Second, Second Thessalonians. Three, one, and five. When the word of God says, Finally, brother, pray for us that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified, just as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for not all have, have faith. But the Lord is faithful, who, who, who will establish you and guard you from the evil one, and he will. And we have confidence in the Lord concerning you, both that you do and will do that, do the things that are, we command you. Now, may the Lord direct your hearts, may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God, into the presence of Christ. May God bless you and be blessed. Amen. Amen. Jesus led. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose.